Hello there. Welcome to She Said Yes to Loving Herself. I'm Tony Denise. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, I really appreciate you. Well, I'm really excited about today's episode. We are going to be talking about abundance. Oh, and by the way, before I go on any further, I was just feeling so abundant in my soul that I thought I would sing a song. And in fact, it was inspired by my guest today. She said, Tony, you're a singer. Why not open your podcast with a song? Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. So that was a song by none other than, I'm sure uh, most of you that are baby boomers or Gen Xers, you know that was the elements that was Earth, Wind, and Fire. I hope you can recognize it. And uh, Sun Goddess from Earth, Wind, and Fire. I was just feeling that, so I thought, you know, why not? Well, let me get back into it. So, today's episode. uh, This is from about, uh, maybe just only like two weeks ago, maybe, of a sister espat. Her name is Diane Jones, put out a beautiful journal called the Abundance Journal. And right away when I saw this beautiful journal, I thought I have to have it. And then I also wanted to talk about um, how she created it. Well, Diane Jones is a psychotherapist. Her uh, business is called the Lotus Wellness Group. And she'll tell you a little bit about uh, more about that in the interview. So we decided um, to get together to talk about how um, how the journal came about just to get to know each other a little bit better. And, um, I told her that, you know, Hey, I struggle with having an abundance, uh, mentality. Uh, I, you know, sometimes have a scarcity mentality and I wanted this journal to, you know, kind of help me to lose some of that. It's something I've struggled with as I'm sure I'm not the only one listening to this that struggled with that. So I figure if something I'm struggling with, then I probably have some listeners that are struggling with it too. And, you know, we're all here to learn and grow from each other. And so I thought what a great opportunity for us to get together and that uh, so, so Diane could share some of her wisdom with me in regard to uh, having an abundant, more abundant mindset. And so that's what this interview is about uh, the interview uh, you'll hear when we start talking, um, it didn't get punched in soon enough. So Diane is talking about, she's giving you a little bit of her history and how she became an expat, and then it will evolve into the whole abundance um, discussion. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. Please uh, stay tuned because it's just, there's so many good nuggets on here in here that I'm sure you'll benefit from. And so without further ado, here's my conversation with Diane Jones. So everybody's anxiety is really kicked up to 100. And so 
I had I had lots of calls for lots of people who who are now sitting with all their stuff. They no longer had the distractions of going to work, going outside, of interacting with all these people, and we continue to put ourselves on the back burner. Right. Well, we lost that opportunity during COVID. So everybody was home sitting with their stuff and reaching out for therapy, which was great, which was great. But after that, um, I found myself very overwhelmed. Also, at the same time, you realize what's going on in the backdrop is all this racial injustice. Mm-hmm. Seeing people that look like us being killed just on a reel um, by the people who are supposed to keep us safe. With and no so, consequence. No consequence. And so my anxiety, my own anxiety was at a 10. And so I found myself trying to um, hold space for other people's anxieties where mine were just off over the top as well. So I was like, well, I can't continue to work in this space like this because I'm not good for anybody. I need to get a, be in a space where I feel safe to do this work. So I said to the universe, which I believe I was born to do this work. If you want me to do this work, I need a space where I can do that in, um, and preferably another country. Also during this time in COVID, you know, other countries are putting out that workcation thing, come here and work for a year without a visa, blah, blah, blah. So that's what kind of piqued my interest. But I've always wanted to live in another country. I've always wanted to live near the water. Mm -hmm. Always been my dream. Me too. Me too. We have that in common. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so I originally had a ticket, still have a ticket to um, Portugal. Me too. Well, I don't have the ticket, but that was that's where I was headed. I, and then that was they my were first time. they weren't accepting people they when closed. COVID. Yeah, absolutely. So. They closed. I still have my credit. Still coming coming to Portugal. Um, so then I just started looking at other bodies of water, places so I can get to the water. Um, I tried wow. Aruba, Antigua, but it was just so expensive. So I've heard about a friend of mine who moved to Merida, and I'm like, what is Merida? Never heard of Merida. Um, just started doing some research. Loved everything I found out about it. Um, I'm going to go to Merida. Um, Diane and I met uh, through um, the group, Brothers, Brothers and Sisters, Sisters of Merida. Mm-hmm. Then we met at a little event we went to, a little coloring event that was really uh, nice. An Airbnb and, event, right? Yeah. At Kelly's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, recently we've been online, and uh, I think you joined my group. or yes. I, I can't remember. Yep. She said yes. Loving it. And um, I'm just so excited to hear about all the things that she's doing because... I'm like, I'll, she'll say something or put something out, and I'm like, ooh, I need that. Like, and so when this abundance journal came out, it's my color. She, she took oh, my your color. Co- yes, I mean like a turquoise. I'm oh, like, yes. oh my gosh, turquoise, yes. and it said abundance, and it was like, it's kind of like when you um, see something, you're like, ooh, ooh, I want that, and mm-hmm. I want to learn how it came to be about, and mm-hmm. I want to, uh, I actually want to, I need it as some therapy. Because I can't get therapy right now. I want you, you know, because yeah. I think a lot of us can struggle with uh, feeling abundant. Uh, uh, this morning, when I was getting ready to come here, one of the questions that I wanted to pose to everybody was like, you know, have you ever, you know, walked into a store that you know was way over your budget, mm-hmm. and you felt kind of funny. You felt like you shouldn't be there, and maybe even some of the. People, uh, the workers there kind of looking at you sideways because there might be, you, mm-hmm. and who knows if they are, but you're feeling you that. You feel it. Yeah. You're feeling you're projecting that. that too. Yeah, you're projecting that because you know you, you know, you know, and I and I don't want to um, uh, be like that. And sometimes I walk in abundance, and then sometimes I forget and I slip back, and I'm like, ooh, I can't do that. I can't see that. I can't go there. And yes. I and I don't want to live like that. So when you said Great. you did this. Um, journal i'm like you know i need to i need to dig deeper into that because i want it to be i want to maintain the abundance that i have yes you know so and it's work 
Yeah. It's so. worth maintaining it. Yeah, I'm going to let you take the floor now. Okay. Well, thank you for that intro. Yes, we have a lot of things in common um, up on our journey. Definitely the free spirit part for sure. <laughs> um, but the abundance is so much bigger than just money and having money. It's funny you said that about the store because that was one of the assignments I used to give my clients. Go into a store that you feel like is above your means and go mm. in that store and keep going back to that store until you feel like you're supposed to be there. Wow. Wow. Walk in that store and own it. Like, I can, you, you have to, if you can't see it, feel it, taste it, you'll never get it. It will always feel like it's out of your reach. So go into those places that you don't feel like you belong or that you know quite not yet those expensive stores go in those stores until it doesn't feel uncomfortable anymore and if it feels uncomfortable still go because at some point you want to see yourself in there and being able to get whatever you want so you got to go and see and do that little exercise and see it but that's just one small part of it so i have to have to capitalize on what what you just said okay so I knew that uh, you were going to be here at the uh, Reef and Playa Car. Right. And I live here, for those of you who don't know, I live in, in Playa del Carmen. Playa, Playa Car is an is a upscale subdivision. and I, I didn't walking, even know that. I come walking here, so, like walking past through, like not here. <laughs> you get that? And so it was intentional when we talked about this. I said, you know what? Let's do it there because what a, what better place to have it like what she just talked about going someplace where you feel that's above your means it's like yeah i probably wouldn't have picked it you know like yeah mm -hmm. reef is kind of upscale and expensive and so you know who knows when i come here so i said oh i get the opportunity to come there and we can talk <laughs> i'm going to take advantage of that so it's it's perfect for what we're talking about yes to do this um for me in abundance yeah to be in abundance here to look at the beauty of the ocean right there to you know it you know this is beautiful setting you guys i mean it's just yeah so and um, and it's probably more affordable than you think probably see you, yeah. you you put yourself out of it and it wasn't especially coming during the week it, i'm telling you you could i think i paid 300 300 and something dollars for all inclusive really for the hope for, for the, the yes Oh wow! Yeah, you so see you what just, I mean? You just we just don't you just know. make assumptions. Yes, you yeah. see some people like, oh, I can't get that. That's too far. And I never think that. If I see someone, well, I'm gonna figure out a way to get it. Wow. Yeah. So, but I think we're born into an idea of lack. We're born That's into true. from historically. We're born into struggle. We're born into the idea of that. And especially as as um, women of color, it's extra. Because then we're born into these other roles of the superwoman. Like, you do things, you find out, and you, depending on your role you had in your family, things are passed down for you to do these roles we take on without you ever agreeing to do anything. You just assume you're going to do this and be that. Yeah. And the perfectionism, all those yeah. things we do to ourselves. The savior trying to just everybody. do everything for everybody, you know. You take on all those things. Yeah, and do. it creates a scarcity mindset. It creates a I'm not a, enough mindset. It creates all those things unconsciously. Unconsciously, we think we got to struggle, we got to hustle. Because yeah. one of the things I put on the title is um, for the female entrepreneur, plus that hustler, because we got to get out of the hustle mentality. Yeah. This don't have to be as hard as yeah. we make it. Yeah. yeah. I did all those things too because of free spirit, not wanting to work a nine to five, hundred jobs, hundred little pieces of jobs, just because I wanted freedom. Yeah. I wanted to be free yeah. and not locked down to a nine to five. Yeah. Freedom, time is way more valuable than money. Yeah, yeah. Because you have time, you can do whatever. You can do whatever. You can make as much money as you want. This conversation last night, my son and I, that's, that's what he's, 
I'm so proud of him because he's um, he's reading Seven Habits. Yes, Habits of Successful People. Right, which uh, I used to do corporate training, and mm-hmm. then his father used to use that like in the 90s. Exactly. It's been, you know, it's and, but, but it's but it's on the Those forefront now. Still, yeah, mm-hmm. they hold true. Yes. Um, but yeah, the things that you just shared uh, for me. I, I do think I was born into a scarcity menta- uh, mentality as mm-hmm. well as um, I was thinking this morning. There's a lot of stuff that's fear. Like you're afraid that Absolutely. you don't want, you know, fear that you're going to run out of money, fear that, you know, and uh, all those things, we carry them around unconsciously. But the way we show up in the world, you know, something's driving those kind of unhealthy habits that we do. And, you know, and I just really want to, um, for myself, I just want to be free of of that yeah. and you can be and I think part of it is going back if you can your earliest thoughts of feeling that of feeling that fear of either being homeless or or not having enough or it's not going to be enough so I gotta mm-hmm. you know whatever you know going back to those earlier thoughts because we have to reframe our early beliefs yeah um and and start there and then build on that because if you think about it too whenever you've been I mean having a mind you were creating this manifest in this life the whole time saying what you wanted. So I think it's a, a conscious conscious and unconscious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. work that has to happen of those things that are in us that drive us that we want it, those are put into us by a higher being. I totally agree. And I think that. it's also mm-hmm. a part of who we are, who we would become. It's there waiting for us. It's already, The flow is already there. We just got to step in the flow. And you can definitely feel when you're not in the flow because everything is working against you. I, don't, I just don't believe it has to be that hard or it should be that hard. Yeah. When you're in the flow. Yeah. I don't think it should be that hard either. We make it hard, but I, I, I fear in those things that we were um, born into some and yeah. just picked up along the way by what we see. Also, it's work to, um, and I did this book too, and a part of it talks about, you know, your relationship with money, your past ideas, get into the past, and then looking at what you want to create, because we're co-creators, right in this and so we're not just passive standbys like letting life happen to us we can go co-create the life we want and so my my agreement with the universe is i agree to come here to do this work so in that i need this 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 and that this is what i need to do this work and it and, and it has not let me down wow it has not let me down and so the the, the means come i don't need to and i and i release long ago the need to know how it's going to happen that's not my job it's not my job to know the details of how the universe is going to orchestrate that mm. i say what it is i want and need for me to do this work and to be here in this incarnation to do this healing work and wherever else i do and so for in that exchange this is our karmic agreement i want to live well i want to be comfortable and these are things i expect i'm not negotiating this mm. what do you what would you say for maintaining that because I, I grab hold on everything you said I received that and and I have experienced um, I won't go Moments into of it. it oh my gosh things that I just tell people you can't go by that because that just you know, and you can you know you know it just you know um, but I've had some experiences under knowing certain terms where like I had been wanting this and it happened and in a way that I couldn't even say yeah, like like I had been talking about going to Hawaii for a while, right? And I had uh, was Ubering in these part-time jobs that I was just uh-huh. before, um, you know, the year before I came here. 
and I was talking about Hawaii so much. Well, I had this one uh, wonderful uh, professor, oh my gosh, that I had, uh, he lived in my building and I was Ubering and I noticed he was getting an Uber one day and I said, hey, if you ever need anywhere to go, I'll help you. So we built up this wonderful relationship and then when, when he got in the car, I mean, it was like I was ushering um, Maya Angelou around because this gentleman wow. had so much wisdom and come to find out he was an emeritus professor for Howard University. Wow. And so I would take him to the cleaners and just take him and he was so gracious and just tell me these stories and it was such wisdom. Mm. And so his daughter lived in Hawaii in years previous. So, you know, six months later we're talking or whatever and I was going to go visit my son in um, California and I, and I was getting ready to share that with him and uh, Hawaiian Airlines have been running this special like, you know, $199 to uh -huh. the islands, you know, and um, I, I was talking to him and I said, hey, how's your daughter? I said, doesn't she live in Hawaii? And he says, he says, oh, remember, no, she moved from there. And I said, yeah, I said, because I'm just thinking about going to see my son in Hawaii or in California and it would be so great to hop on one of them $169 flights over to uh -huh. the island. So when I was dropping him off, he was going in his envelope, you know, the old people have uh, had the envelopes, yes. right? <laughs> He starts going and he's he pulling out, uh, giving me this money. And I know that's not how much he owed me for the fare. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then, and then, and he gets adamant. He says, I told you my wife and I, that's what their mission is. They like to bless people. Mm. And he said, how much will those tickets be? And he, he uh, gave me like four, $400. He said, that's, he said, that's for Hawaii. And then he got ready to get out the car. And then he said, here's another hundred. He goes, that's for your son if he wants to go too. Uh, and I just, my mouth dropped. And at, and at certain times, you know, sometimes you can be like, oh, no, I can't do that. But I knew it was more than me. It was absolutely. more than me. It was for him. He, you know, he was like, yes. like this He's is. Blessing him, too. Yeah. And I couldn't, I'm not going to stop block you. That. From, block that. And I was just floored. Now, we're not going to say that COVID happened the next, you know, few months after that. Because that was the end of 2019. So okay. COVID had, you know, yep. everything. I had bought the ticket and everything. I'm still going to get there. But yes. you see. How, that, how you created that. Who's going to think, oh, somebody's just going to give you the money to get a ticket. It doesn't happen like that. So don't, so so you have the power to do it. That's a, You have examples of that. But but the thing that makes it hard to hold on to, like you said, is the fear. Because if you agree to hold on to that, you also, also have to surrender control and knowing the details. And we don't want to do that. Because we need to see it. I need to know how it's going to happen. So you can't have both. <laughs> you can't have faith and fear at the same time. You can't time. have faith and fear at the same time. You got to choose one. So you either believe or you don't. Yeah. You either believe or you don't. It's as simple as that. And I don't want the work of the details anymore. I want it. I, I relinquish all the control. Of I know this going to It has never failed. It has never failed. Just like you believe in one to go to Hawaii. Believe that for the rest of your life. Other things mm, in your life. In the small, mm, the universe wants to be involved in the small details mm, of your life. Mm, All mm, of it. Mm. Transfer that same thing to other to areas everything. of your life. To everything. Wow. What relationship do you want? Even coming yeah. here. I said, yeah. what do I want to see when I look out the window? Of course, I always want the ocean as my front right, porch. Right, right. right. Always. We're going to be next door neighbors one day. Look, let's manifest that. Let's manifest that. Yes. So eventually, that's oh, going to be that. But my first, my first idea coming to Maryland is I wanted to be, I wanted to be safe, and I got that. I wanted to be secure. I got that. So I'm in a building with it's security, front desk people, all that. So I got that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need that same level going almost into my second year. I don't need that same level now. But that's what I first needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I also tell people, visualize the whole thing. What do you want to see when you look out 
your window? Mm-hmm. What do you want it to smell like? What do you mm-hmm. want it to feel like? Mm-hmm. All your senses, because we attract with emotional, mm-hmm. we attract with those senses. Mm-hmm. So go what what do you want to feel? And if it's secured, if you want to feel safe, that manifests a whole thing around you just in that. What kind of love do you want in your life? What do you want to feel like? Of course, we all want the safety of it. But with the safety comes vulnerability. We don't want that part. No, we don't. <laughs> we, we, want, we want to just kind of be right here. and you know, Don't have, have to go do the whole jump. Yeah, we don't want to have to do the whole jump because it, it makes... That's too you vulnerable. Know, it's, you can it's get hard. hurt. Yeah. You can yeah. get hurt. Yeah. You can get hurt. Yeah. And we don't want that part. So accepting it, you got to accept the whole thing. Yeah. And that's how we get it and lose it. It's, it's interesting that you say that because I was sharing with a uh, sister the other day. And, um, you know, she had mentioned something. She was sharing something about what she said, who she who she attracts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I says, no. I says, you attract you do attract what you want on some level. Yes. I said, so tell the whole tell the whole story. Tell the whole story. Tell the whole story. You 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 haven't seen what you're attracting manifest like you want it to, but you have seen some of it manifest like you want to. So so you know that that if it happened one time, it could happen it again. It can happen again. So tell tell the whole story. Tell the whole truth. You know. Um, exactly. Wow, those were some nuggets because I know. Um, I know I'm not the only one, and that and that's one thing. Like with my podcast and the YouTube channel, that drives me, and I try to let people know I'm not out here because I have it all figured out. I came out because don't. I don't have it figured out, and I yes. want I want to um, bring others along with me so they can figure it out too. Yes. Because I know yes. I'm not the only one. There's nothing new under the sun, and if no. and if I st- and if I'm struggling with these things, I bet you there's some other people that are struggling with exactly. it too. We all you know? struggle with it. We all struggle with it. Um, but it's the one it's the fear we have to release the fear and the need to know because the fear and the trauma bring our, it's, fear is our trauma response of not wanting to be back to wherever that was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we don't want to go back to it and if I give that up we, we believe if I give that up of knowing that I'm somehow going to be back where I was but it's the opposite hmm it's the opposite it's not to release that fear and that need to know and totally surrender can we really manifest the life we want wow wow this is good because i really want to um i want to manifest more because it, like for me i think it comes, in, birth comes right. in bit bits and pieces i give it know, and take it back yeah i give it and take it back and you know i have part of it and then i get fearful and and i saw myself doing that uh when i got to merida you know six months into my journey Mm. Or I, I think it was even no, it was even like four months in. I started, I started to think, you know, okay, I've done this, uh, I did it, uh, you know, maybe I should go back now. No you know? way. And I was, and I was fearful, and it, and it, mm. was, it was just, I think I was fearful, and I, it was more comfortable running back to the known. The, I guess the unknown because, that gets yeah, us. The, un, the staying here with the unknown as opposed to running back with what was familiar, and the familiar wasn't good. It just was it's like familiar. Just it like those safety. old relationships we keep. Yeah. They ain't good, but it's familiar. You it's know what familiar. it is. You know what it is, and it was safe. And, you it's know. safe. But uh, I'm so glad that I've um, I've pushed myself along with some other, um, you know, dear friends that have, you know, helped me to stay yes. on my journey. Yes. To, to stay on my journey. Because every now and then, the, the fear thing will rear its ugly head. Absolutely. And then I'll start talking to myself. and Talk you know, yourself out of it. I talk myself yeah, talk myself. I can talk myself. Somebody told me what time. They said, you can talk yourself into and out of anything. Exactly. You know, you know and I, I want to, 
I want to keep going because that's um and there are people yeah. needing you to keep going there's mm. people depending wow. on your journey to keep going the podcast is so powerful I think it really resonates with, people resonate with your vulnerability your honesty the transparency of you know we're living a lot of people's lives and just having I have put ourselves on a platform to be able to say it out loud yeah. and it gives people permission also to take that jump and to identify with and normalize like oh my god it's not just me and I think that's the powerful thing of it so you can't stop now so many people depending on you yeah, it's not an thank option you. Yeah. it's not an option you out here now yeah, that's, here. look, so, and that's, that's the scary part. That's a, that's okay. Be think, scared me, and keep let going. Let me just shut down everything. No, you, know, you can't. It's too late. Know, it's a runaway to, train. Yeah, I think it is a runaway it's train. It's a runaway train. It's scary. So you're like on a roller coaster, going ah, screaming with your hands out. That's how I feel. But but how but but how about the vision of being on the roller coaster and putting your hands up and just enjoying the ride? That's a different just, way. It's a different. It's because, all about perspective. Because, yeah, and I and I, it's funny you should say that because I have been on a roller coaster. It was a, it was a kitty roller coaster, but the mm-hmm. dips get me. I don't care if it's a big one or not. And my cousin, she was having the time of her life. She was free. And yes. Everything. And I'm like, you know, eyes all big and just holding on and just waiting for it to get over because this is, you know. But yep. yeah, I got a that fear thing is powerful. It is. It is. That's what it's I got. Paralyzing. That's what I got to work on. Because think about this. What's your? What is your? Do you know? What is your worst fear? What's your worst fear? I think my worst fear. It's it's two things. Is uh, being forgotten and being alone. Mm-hmm. And like having the rug pulled out from me. I.e., like all your money is gone. Like how you know. I think, yeah, those are, you know, it's always I'm, like, on the edge of, you know, worrying about that. But that's never happened in my life before. It's never happened. There's always, there's always been something. And 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 then funny, when I do think I'm at my last, and I'm like, to, to, to hell with it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to bleep that. I, then, then, it, then something, you know, I get this infusion. Or it, ne- it has never happened i've never ran out of money i've always been provided for and and i'm not just talking about even run out of money but every way that god has been providing for me and so, so at 60, are not even rational 64.5 and it's never, never happened it's never happened i've always been well taken care of and will always be you think you think god got you this far now to let you go it's not gonna happen. You know. It's not gonna happen. But that again, that's our trauma response of thinking it can always happen because we've seen it happen to other people. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. you think, oh my god, that could happen to me. Yeah. But there's too many people around you that's not gonna let that happen. Our fear is not ever based in anything that's real or well not real but rational. Like you said, it's never happened. I can see if it happened before. One time you were homeless, you'd be like, oh my God, I don't want to be homeless again. Mm-hmm. But the people who, I have some friends who are very well off, lots of money in the bank, and have this still fear of being homeless. Um, mm-hmm. And it probably would never happen. But the idea of that, I mean, it drives them very well in their business. But still, you can never relax. You can't relax. You can never relax. You can't enjoy what you have because you're always, the shoe The, the shoe is going to drop. And that's, the, and that's our trauma response, which yeah. keeps us stuck. And so I'm saying those, those, if you can get past your worst fears, 
then what? Like, you know you're going to be... And, and it's going to take... So our mindset has been, like I said, 64.5 years. Those have been your thoughts. It's going to take everyday work to affirm the opposite. Because we need thoughts. So if something happens, our first fear, we need 10 thoughts, 10 positive thoughts that can can go against that one thought. So eventually your first thought, that's going to always be a thought. So it's going to be in your thought list of the loss and it can happen, blah, blah, blah. All mm-hmm. those fears mm-hmm. are going to always be in your list. I'm not, there's no magic. Like, mm-hmm. now that's suddenly not going to be a part of you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we want our first thoughts to be ones of, mm-hmm. of affirming thoughts and of safety, not those mm-hmm. fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the affirmations and the doing the work of kind of doing those reframes mm-hmm. of those experiences create, just create the affirmations of the beliefs on a high, higher on your list so that okay. your fear is not number one. Let your fear be number six, seven, let the no, first, that's right. Did let you the guys first hear, five. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> did, did you see this? Yeah. Yeah. Let I mean, I think that's the be, way. Let yeah, that be further good. down. It's going to always be a part of you. Right? That's really good, though. Because it's always going to be there. It's going to be there. It's part of who we are. Now. It's in our DNA. Like, you, it's now suddenly after thinking it for all these years, we're now suddenly not going to, it's not going to disappear. But it can't be what drives you. It can't be your number one thought. Because yeah. that's what keeps you stuck. Yeah. But the other one, the, the belief and the faith, they got to be higher up on the list. The trust, the surrender, that got to be higher. The, I love the vision you did of the roller coaster because you can look at the roller coaster in two ways. You could be on there holding on for dead life, scared to death, or you could release and just enjoy, let the yeah. wind go through your hair. Yeah, it's funny because I can't. I came up with the one about holding on for dear life, and it's, you're like turned it around and just like, or go woo, you know? Because I know I, I know I have never been let go, and I didn't always believe this. I didn't always believe this, but at some point, I got tired of worrying about money and if I'm going to be okay and if I'm going to be able to pay the light bill and if I'm going to be able to pay the rent and having enough and doing all these hustles to try to make ends meet. Hustling backwards. Yeah. Hustling backwards. Yeah. That's what I was doing before I retired. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, hustling Let backwards. Let me just go and ahead never and stop. Do that. Right. I don't even want to hustle backwards. Let me just do what I done worked on my whole life for make that work and i'll never go back to that i would never go back to that once you so once you get free you you won't be entangled again once you allow yourself to be free and totally trust i can't say i'm 100 surrendered because i'm human however whatever this is is working as whatever too, number i'm at far along now. i'm too far along to go back yeah but i remember being there but I, I can't go back to that i know too much You've always been taken care of. Now, why would I? It's like you have a father that's that's always taking care of you, and why you always keep thinking he's gonna leave? He's right. never giving any signs of leaving. And and and, and taking care of you well. I might taking add. care of you well. Why now you gonna think he just automatically wake up one day and just stop taking care of you? Yeah. I have no evidence to believe that, and I'm not gonna create any. It doesn't serve mm. me. It wow. doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve. I don't need to feed my fears. They don't serve me with the life mm. I want to live. And, and the other part is, I found that the freer that I allow myself to be, the more space I have to do God's work. When I'm entangled and worrying about money and all that, I'm not free to be a vessel right. to, for whatever. To share. To, to share. To what you're doing right now. To even, I, I wouldn't have the space. I would, that takes us so much mental space. It takes up a lot of mental space. And I found that when I got here to the and releasing the layers, how much more room I have for creativity. I had this abundance journal sitting on the shelf about a year. Wow. I had started it last year. But until I had space to finish and, you know, yeah. let the creative stuff flow, I was able to, wow. to do it. 
but you, you don't have space to do the things that you've been born to do. And uh, now it's number one on the new, uh, tell the us new about release. that. Yes. Congratulations. So, thank you. Last year I did, um, what was it my last year? Coping with anxiety and depression. Yeah, I saw that. Um, oh, I think it, it, I ran out of space. Let me, um, 